Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue our book reading on page 203. The slander against Aisha, the mother of the believers, continues. Aisha, on the other hand, fell ill after her return to Medina and remained confined to bed for a month. Although Medina was buzzing with the scurrilous and false rumors of her clandestine meeting with Safwan, she was unaware of what was being said. The only hurt she felt was through an awareness that her husband was uncharacteristically cold and distant with her. Where was the tenderness he reserved for her? Why did he leave immediately after inquiring about her health without even sitting by her side? Moreover, he had nothing to say to her after exchanging greetings. The Prophet ﷺ was considerably hurt that the community was giving credence to what could only be a lie. His wives had to be beyond reproach, but since Aisha had unwittingly become a target of slander, he himself had to act to control the damage done to his household and the community at large. His anguish grew with the fact that he had not had a single revelation during this period. He consulted his companions about how he should deal with the situation affecting his household and all of Medina. Ali subtly advocated separation, but Usama and the others counseled otherwise. Following this consultation, the Prophet, peace be upon him, ascended the pulpit and declared that it was up to the people to seek redress from the one whose evil had touched even their Prophet's household. His words were taken to heart by the chieftain of the Aus tribe who pronounced the death sentence on Abdullah bin Ubay for beginning the scandal. Since Abdullah bin Ubay belonged to the Hazraj tribe, the chieftain took the sentence as an affront to the entire tribe. More disunity and ill were bred until the Prophet ﷺ intervened to heal the breach. By then, Aisha herself had recovered from her illness, and one night she went to relieve herself, accompanied by Umustah. In the darkness, Umustah tripped over her sheet and then proceeded to curse her son. Aisha rebuked her for her imprecation, but the lady told Aisha she was justified in cursing him. After all, wasn't he also parroting the same lies about Aisha? What lies? asked Aisha. The whole story came rushing out, and Aisha listened silently. When she returned, it was to ask the Prophet's permission to go to her parents' house. Once she got there, her parents sorrowfully confirmed that all of Medina was whispering about Aisha and Safwan. The tears would not stop. Two nights and a day went by, and Aisha cried while her parents watched and wept too. After the second night had passed, the Prophet, peace be upon him, came to see Aisha. Struggling with his own emotions, he said, as befitting the spiritual head of the community and her husband, Aisha, I have come to know of this and that about you. If you are innocent, Allah will bring your innocence to light. If you have sinned, then repent and seek Allah's forgiveness, for he forgives those who repent. Aisha listened without tears. She asked her parents to reply on her behalf, but they sat mute with grief and reverence for the Prophet then Aisha spoke in ringing tones. By Allah, I know that the lie has been repeated so much so that it has stuck to your hearts, and you people have taken it as true. Now if I am innocent, and Allah knows well that I am innocent, you will not accept it as true. In case I confess anything, and Allah knows very well that I am quite innocent, 
you will take it as true. Thus, I, for myself and for you, say what the father of Yusuf said, Patience is beautiful. I seek the help of Allah against what you assert. Surah 12, verse 18. With these words, she turned her back on the Prophet, peace be upon him, and lay down. At that moment, Allah sent the Prophet, peace be upon him, a revelation. When the state of inspiration ended, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was smiling. He said, O oh Aisha, Allah has declared you innocent. Get up and face the Prophet, said Aisha's mother to her daughter. Aisha's reply was, By Allah, I shall not get up to face him. I shall praise Allah alone. The verses that were revealed on this occasion pertain to the exoneration of Aisha and are to be found in Surah An-Nur, verses 11 through 20. They state clearly that the people who invented the lie about a chaste woman whose only sin was negligence had sinned and so had those who repeated it and believed it. The verses specifically ordain punishment for slanderers and stipulate a code of conduct for Muslims to safeguard the chastity of their women. It is made a part of one's faith to avoid suspicion and to refuse to believe in and or circulate slander. To repeat unfounded gossip is to defile oneself and society, to bring in discord and to harm believing women. And in the following verse, Allah lays down strict punishment for slanderers. Those who brought forward the lie are a body among yourselves. Do not consider it bad for you. On the contrary, it is good for you. Every man will be given the sin he earned, and those who are primarily responsible will receive a great punishment. When the believers heard the rumor, why did they not assume the best about their own people and say, this allegation is an obvious lie. Why did they not bring four witnesses to prove the accusation was true? Since they did not produce any witnesses, they stand as liars before Allah. And were it not for the grace and the mercy of Allah on you in this world and in the year after, you would have been seized by a tremendous punishment for what you uttered. You said something that you had no knowledge of and considered it but a small thing, but to Allah it was a very great matter. And when you heard the slanderous lie, why did you not say, we should not talk about this? Glory be to Allah, this is a most serious allegation. Allah admonishes you to never behave in such a way again if you are intended believers. And Allah makes his signs, lessons and revelations clear for you, for he is all-knowing, all-wise. Surah 24, verse 11 to 18. His heart thus unburdened of grief, the Prophet, peace be upon him, went to his companions and recited before them the verses revealed concerning Aisha's acquittal. In compliance with the divine injunction in the verses, he ordered punishment for the slanderers, eighty lashes to each of the two males and one female from among the Muslims who had repeated the lies. Hassan bin Thabid, Mistah bin Anthatha and Hamna bin Jash, in bearing the punishment, escaped punishment in the year after and were forgiven. However, Abdullah bin Ubay, the leader of the liars and his accomplices, got off unscathed, unrepentant. They face a far more terrible punishment in the year after.
And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you'd like to listen to this and previous book readings of this nature, you're welcome to go onto our podcast system, which is vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.